With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, what's up? I'm Steve Carney, Rays Insider for Tampa Bay Sports Radio 95.3 WDAE and AM620. I want to thank you for checking out today's episode of the Inside Pitch Podcast. It's our daily look at the Tampa Bay Rays and the news and the events that affect the team and the rest of Major League Baseball. Do me a favor on whatever podcast platform you're using to listen to today's show, whether it's iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app. It doesn't really matter. But what does matter is that you hit that subscribe button so you never miss a day of the show because we go seven days a week, dropping at about 11 o'clock every morning. Also, make sure that you check out our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram feeds. We are at Inside Pitch Pod on all of them. And you have an email or you have a question that you want to let me know about, you can always email me. The email address is InsidePitchPod at gmail.com. The Inside Pitch Radio Show gets going two hours before every Rays game on Sunday, an hour before first pitch Monday through Saturday as well, again, whenever there is a Rays game. Let's get today's show going. This is the Inside Pitch Podcast. Now your host, Steve Carney. Hey, thanks so much for joining us. Coming up on today's show, we've got some good news on the injury front regarding pitcher Tyler Glass now, and a former Rays pitcher is about to make history. But we begin with Saturday's contest at Tropicana Field. It was the middle game of this three-game weekend series between the Rays and the New York Yankees. And the winner of this contest would be in first place as Tampa Bay came into Saturday leading the Yankees by just one game in the loss column. And if the Yankees were to come out on top for a second straight contest, not only would the Rays end up losing their second series of the year, but they would find themselves actually behind New York in the American League East standings. Luckily for you and for me and for everybody in the Tampa Bay area that does not wear an NY on their head, uh, it was good signs and good feelings for everybody as the Rays end up 7-2 winners over the Yankees on Saturday, and there were lots of positives to come out of this contest. We will begin where else? With the opener, Ryan Stanek having yet another fantastic outing. Uh, this was his 10th open, and in nine of them, he has been unscored upon. The only team to actually get uh, some sort of offense off of Stanek this year as an opener was Kansas City as they did so in the first game of their doubleheader at Kauffman Stadium last week. So two innings. Out of Stanek, he allowed just a single hit. It was a double and struck out one as he was able to get through into the third with everything 
uh, scoreless when it comes to New York. Now, the Rays did not wait that long to get to CC Sabathia. In fact, it was the second inning when Avisail Garcia led off the frame by backspinning a Sabathia pitch over the center field fence for his sixth home run of the year. Yandy Diaz would double that in the third inning with his first home run of the game and his eighth of the season. Uh, I said first of the game, so you know that there's going to be more Yandy Diaz talk coming up here in just a minute. But Yanni Chirinos probably was the one, I, I guess I wouldn't call it a bad point in Saturday's contest, but you do know that with Yanni, and I've said this before, I think that Yanni is not consistent enough for me to want to see him as a full-fledged starter. Now, the Rays may not have a choice when it comes to Yanni being a starter because of the injury to Tyler Glass now. They need someone to fill that spot. Is it going to be Chirinos? It's possible. But what we do know is that when Yanni is on, he is on. And when Yanni is off, unfortunately, he does end up uh, allowing a lot of damage. You look at what happened in Saturday's game. The Yankees got a run in the fifth on a single by Glaber Torres, followed by a double by Clint Frazier. And then Luke Voigt went deep in the sixth inning. The sixth inning got Harry for the two teams as after Voigt's home run, Chirinos ended up hitting two different Yankees batters, one with a fastball, and that was Gary Sanchez, and then the other one with a splitter. And it was hilarious that you're seeing CeCe Sabathia out there screaming, hey, put the ball over the plate. And, of, of course, I see everybody on social media. That's a nice role model there, CeCe. Why don't you do that? Why don't you put another tin of dip in your mouth? Uh, because it looked like he had a full tin of whatever tobacco product he likes to use as he was done for the day. And, uh, yeah, it just it wasn't a good look for Sabathia. But Chirinos, I was having command issues in that sixth inning. The home run and the two-hit batters, he was able to get out of the inning with the game tied. And then the Rays were able to go to work on Jonathan Holder in the bottom of the inning. A couple of infield singles by Willie Adamas and G-Man Choi that allowed two runs to come across. And I give a lot of credit to Guillermo Haredia on the second run in that inning as it was a ground ball by Choi into the shift and LeMahieu was not able to get enough on the throw over to first base to get Choi. The ball goes off the glove of Luke Voigt and with Heredia not stopping running around third coming around third base scatters home and all of a sudden a 3-2 game becomes a 4-2 game. You get a little bit of breathing room, you get a couple of great innings of relief from Diego Castillo and then Yandy Diaz takes Nestor Cortez Jr. out of the ballpark as well a three-run homer that busted things open and then Jose Alvarado finishes it off and the Rays are once again a game and a half ahead of the Yankees in the American League East. What we did see also on Saturday was the Rays debut of their new catcher Travis Darno, who the Rays acquired from the Los Angeles Dodgers for a little bit of cash uh, actually took the red eye out 
uh, from Los Angeles and got here uh, late on, or I should say early on Saturday morning, late Friday night, he was able to get here and uh, get into the clubhouse and meet with uh, pitching coach Kyle Snyder and manager Kevin Cash and a number of the pitching staff that he was going to have uh, be tasked to catch here over the next couple of days. And especially being uh, going right into the lineup with the opener today. Uh, so you knew he was going to have to catch a number of different pitchers. And boy, you want to talk about uh, a wild setup of pitchers that he got to catch on his first day on the job, starting off with Ryan Stanek, who, of course, throws 100 miles an hour, which is always fun. And then you go to Yanni Chirinos, who does not throw quite as hard, but he's got that bowling ball sinker that can certainly po uh, pose problems to catchers. And then you turn around and you give him Diego Castillo, who does throw 100 miles an hour with a cutter that just kind of breaks out of the strike zone at like 99. And then you give him Jose Alvarado, 99 from the left side, and basically the two-seamer that has so much movement on it with that velocity that it's just not fair. I almost feel bad for the hitters for having to face Jose Alvarado. Notice I said almost feel bad for them uh, because what he throws just doesn't seem like it should be physically possible. You should not be able to throw something that hard with that much movement on it. It's just absolutely amazing what Alvarado can do. And uh, he's done it now for the last couple of years and he just keeps getting better and better and better. But I wanted to give you an opportunity to hear from Travis Darno about his first day as a member of the Tampa Bay Rays. First game, you kind of how did the transition go? Was it a little bit smoother than you maybe thought it was going to be at first? I mean, I've caught four pretty good pitchers today. Yeah, it went pretty smooth. Um, you know, all the credit goes to everybody here, though, because they were telling me what they like to do, what they think on the mound, and, you know, kudos to everybody on the team who, who picked me up for that. What was kind of your first impression on, you know, Nasty. Nasty, and it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun working with him. Travis, the, the pickoff at second, I mean, was that you seeing, or did someone like yell? What was happening? No, the well, to get it over there? yeah, he was just in front of me, so I was able to see it. Picked it up, was able to just catch it, and he was in no man's land, or dead man's land, whatever you call it. And uh, right when he started going back to second, I just fired it there and got him. Prior to today, when was the last time that you caught? I mean, several. Two weeks ago to the day. Uh -huh. I mean, but everything. I mean, it looks pretty normal. Did you feel it? Yeah, yeah, I good. felt good. Yeah. Felt good, but like I said, a lot of it has to go with the guys in the squad who, you know, made me feel as comfortable as possible. Chaps, you caught guys with some really otherworldly stuff with Brahms, Syndergaard. Does that help you when you go to a place like this? When you have guys thrown in the mid to upper nineties, having that experience. Yeah, definitely. Um, those guys are nasty too, and and. Uh, yeah, I, I think it helped. We see the crazy movement he gets and the Castillo gets on TV. What's it like from behind the play where you're sitting? It looks just like it does on TV. Um, I just uh, was able to catch it. I didn't try to do too much with it except just receive it. Have you seen a lefty who has the no. action that he has? Never like never lefty like that. Right. I think I think he's like a left-handed movement-wise like Familia. I was gonna say yeah. Yeah. Right, that 99 sinker. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's nasty. 
I actually like the description that Darno uses when it comes to Jose Alvarado, a left-handed jurist familia, and that is probably about uh, the right uh, description when it comes to Alvarado because the two-seamer just moves so much uh, to the uh, arm side, not even the glove side, and it just has ridiculous amounts of movement, and he is able to throw it basically wherever he wants, and he gets a a ton of swings and misses, and that's why he and Castillo may be one of the best one-two punches out of the bullpen that you will see in the big leagues this year. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now, before the game, we actually got some very, very good news. Actually, it dropped uh, about 12 noon. So it was even before any of us were able to get to Tropicana Field uh, to get into the clubhouse. The Rays announced that they had gotten the results on Tyler Glasnow's MRI on his forearm. If you remember, on Friday, Glasnow was removed in the sixth inning of the opener against the Yankees with a right forearm strain that came, at, or right forearm tightness, I should say, that came after striking out Glaber Torres for the first out of the sixth inning. Now, he did end up having that MRI on Saturday, and it did show a mild forearm strain. And it looks like the plan is that he is not going to even touch a baseball for the next seven to 10 days. And then they are going to see how he feels. And then they will try and start ramping him back up slowly. And instead of needing surgery, like I said on Friday, normally when you hear right forearm tightness on a right-handed pitcher, that usually turns into Tommy John surgery. Well, it looks like the Rays may have dodged a bullet because it appears as of right now, that Glass now does not need surgery on the elbow to repair the ulnar collateral ligament. Now we still have we're not out of the woods yet with Glass now because we have to see how he feels after taking seven to ten days off with not throwing and then trying to ramp him back up and see how he feels. Then it looks like it's probably going to be they say four to six weeks for glass now before he returns but that would put his return right before the all-star break and that would be huge for the rays because they would certainly need him for the second half of the season and you could tell when glass now was talking to us before uh saturday's game he was very excited about the fact that he is not as of right now uh looking at having surgery on his elbow all right i guess tyler what was your initial reaction when the mri revealed what it did oh i was excited it just i mean three to six weeks is better than 16 months or whatever it is so optimistic for sure <clears throat> feel today? Sore, not anything crazy. Um, kind of just what I felt yesterday. Just done some rehab stuff to start, but it feels good overall. Obviously, you know, you said you're, you're happy that it wasn't longer than it is, but uh-huh. I'm 
mean, it's going to be tough to know that, you know, you're going to have to wait that long after the start of the season you've had. Yeah, I mean, I, at this point, it's out of my control. So it's just one of those things you come in and, I mean, that's, I signed up for to play baseball and sometimes things like this happen. So, um, like I said, I'm just happy it's, it's not anything worse. Tyler, you alluded to it last night, you know, when uh, you took yourself out, you know, precautionary, but looking back, are you pretty glad that you did it at that point? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think, too, even after the couple pitches, like, I was, like, I wanted to come out and then nothing really happened. I was like, all right, whatever, I'm just going to keep pitching. Like, I, it definitely was just, like, an uncomfortable feeling. Nothing was, like, jumped out out of the ordinary, like, super excruciating pain or anything. So that was a good sign. But, yeah, I'm super glad I, I took myself out just looking at the MRI and stuff. You said excited. Is there some sense of relief too? I get that's kind of what I meant. Like not excited. Like of course I'm not excited <laughs> to be out for four to six weeks, but I'm just happy that it's not 16 months. Yeah. You, I know I asked you this last night going in, but were you concerned? Did those thoughts cross your mind? Yeah, I mean for sure, dude. Like I mean I think coming out, like realizing too, like I threw six pitches, like and nothing really like snapped or felt terrible. So I was I felt optimistic about that. But I think as time went on and like I was sitting there and I've heard stories about people saying like they felt completely fine and it was a torn ligament. So I was just kind of just not putting any mental energy into it because I mean your mind can play whatever tricks it wants on you. So I was like, whatever, I'm just going to wait and see what the MRI says. And it was good news. So, yeah. Unlike normal people, do they tell you right, after, right away after the MRI? Did you guys find out right away? They told, yeah. So I just got the MRI and they let me know. Late last night? It was today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you going to be a good sitter-outer or is that going to be tough? <laughs> no, I mean, I'll be fine. I think it's just one of those opportunities to where you can like look at it as a negative or a positive and I'll choose to look at it as a positive and I'll come back not only physically stronger, but I think there's a mental aspect to it too, to where like going through something like this makes you a lot stronger mentally. So I'm honestly just looking forward to, to pulling all the positives I can out of the experience. How do you think the team will handle your absence? Uh, hopefully well. I mean, it's a pretty studly team as you've seen and we have really good arms so I think they're going to do they're going to do well. Yeah. So it does appear that Glass now did dodge a bullet. You can certainly tell how happy he is uh, when the doctor came out with the MRI and said, no, it looks like it's just something with the forearm and not having to do anything with any problems with the ulnar collateral ligament. Again, we are still not out of the woods when it comes to the elbow of Tyler Glass now because it, we may end up seeing that when he tries to get ramped back up that he is still having problems with it. You know, And normally when you have a second problem with it, usually surgery is the option that ends up being presented. I'm hoping that isn't the case, and I'm sure you're also hoping that that is not the case for Tyler. But right now, we are in a wait-and-see approach, uh, and then we'll find out probably sometime in the next couple of weeks uh, just how he is feeling and if he has started throwing again, uh, even if it's just playing catch at 60 feet. Uh, that's uh, that's always a good sign, And but that's going to be probably about 10 days from now before we figure that out. And finally today, a former Rays pitcher is about to make history, and that would be Edwin Jackson as he was traded 
on Saturday from the Oakland A's to the Toronto Blue Jays in exchange for cash considerations. Now, Susan Slusser of the San Francisco Chronicle did come out and say that Jackson had an out in his contract that he could end up leaving the A's at the end of this month if he was not uh, going to be a part of of the major league roster and as of right now it looked like Bob Melvin and crew were not going to have a place for Jackson and rather than have him exercise his out clause in a couple of weeks and basically uh, have him leave and the A's get nothing now they are able to send Jackson to Charlie Montoyo and crew in Toronto they get a little money back in the process and it looks like Jackson is going to join the big league club for this weekend when they are in San Francisco to take on the Giants and when Jackson does start For the Blue Jays, he will set a brand new Major League record as this will be the 14th different team that Jackson has played for in his big league career. Can you name the 14 teams that Edwin has played for over the course of his career? This is amazing to think. This is Edwin's 17th season in Major League Baseball. He came up. In 2003, of course, with the Los Angeles Dodgers. And then from the Dodgers, he was traded to the Tampa Bay Rays uh, along with Deion Navarro. And uh, <laughs> and then uh, the uh, the uh, going back the other way, well, the, let's just say there's probably a bunch of guys that you would be shocked uh, with. Oh, my God, I can't believe I forgot that that's who we traded in order to get Edwin Jackson and Deonor Navarro in that trade. But they both came over in the same deal. So we go from the Dodgers, the Rays, the Tigers. Again, that's how Tampa Bay ended up getting Matt Joyce. The Chicago White Sox, Arizona, where he had his no-hitter at the Trop back in 2010. And then St. Louis, the Washington Nationals, the Chicago Cubs, Atlanta, San Diego, Miami, Baltimore, and Oakland. And so Toronto will end up being team number 14. He will break the tie that he has had with Octavio Dotel since last year. And it it was funny because uh, it wasn't but a couple of years ago. I think it was the year that he may have joined uh, Miami. My friend Chris Miller, who is the uh, Rays uh, producer uh, and engineer for the radio broadcast, and I were sitting there as he signed, I believe it was with Miami, and we looked at each other and we went, you know Edwin's 29, right? You think about Edwin, he is not, uh, we're, we're going, this guy isn't that old. Like He's been with like 10 different teams, but he's only 29 years old. Or, or 30 years old at that point. You know, it was amazing to think that a guy had been around A, that long, and B, had been with that many teams, and C, was as young as he was. I mean, Edwin right now in his 17th season in the majors, he's like 35 or 36. It's amazing to think of how uh, long his career has been and how many teams... He has been with and he is going to break a major league record 
for the most teams played for in a career probably next weekend when he joins the Toronto Blue Jays to take on the San Francisco Giants. It's just amazing to think that he's been around that long. So congratulations to Edwin. Uh, It's always nice to see him uh, whenever he would come to town. He was always very, very good to me, and uh, he's always good to the Tampa Bay media. I think you really enjoyed his time here with the Rays. Not surprising. He ended up going to the World Series in 2008. I'd want to be excited about that as well. So uh, so congratulations to Edwin and good luck to him with the Blue Jays. That'll do it for today's episode of the Inside Pitch Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe for free on whatever podcast platform you're using to listen to today's show. Hopefully you're listening on uh, iTunes or the iHeartRadio uh, app. Uh, those are two of my favorites, and I think I'm actually subscribed on both of them. And you can subscribe for free on both of those as well as long, as well as uh, outfits like Stitcher and Spotify, Google Podcasts. I don't have Android, so uh, your your uh, your guess is as good as mine. But I know uh, the Stitcher app we ha- we are available on there uh, for Android phones. I would assume we're on Google Podcasts as well. And if we're not, hit me up by, on the email. Let me know, insidepitchpod at gmail.com. Let me know what platform you're using to check out the show. Also, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Inside Pitch Pod, and we've got the Inside Pitch Radio Show coming up this morning, 11 o'clock, uh, as we get ready for a 110 first pitch as Tampa Bay looks to try and win this series from the Yankees at home before they head down to Miami for a two-game set with the Marlins later on this week. I'm Steve Carney. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Inside Pitch Podcast. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.